Hello and welcome to another episode of Worked Up, the podcast where you learn to navigate the workplace, business, and your career with a little more ease and a lot less angst. I'm your host, Jacqueline Beck, and we have a very exciting guest in the studio with us today, Irina Kutsenko. Welcome. Hey, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for inviting. Oh, I'm so happy and excited for you to be here for so many reasons. Uh, By way of background, Irina is an author. She has a book coming out. She is host of podcast Stars About Stars, an astrology-based podcast for both love and career seekers. And she has a really interesting background. So we have a lot of ground to cover and lots to talk about. So Irina, before we really dig into everything, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and your journey with everybody? Of course, I'm an open book. Great. So um, what, what brought you to this point in your career? Relationship expertise. Relationship expertise. And what got you focused there? I'll tell you the story. I used to work as an astrologer last 10 years since Ukrainian times where I came from. After I did it eight years in South of France, Cannes and Monaco. And when COVID challenge started, I realized that I need to create some special uh, you know, move marketing more. I, I'll be honest with you. You're making a business and you're creating brands. So you know how we work. And I realized that I need to make it spicier and something that I can work online and uh, my YouTube channel going to be brighter. So I started to do podcast interviews with celebrities, still stars about stars. But then my astrology expertise brought me actually to something that war started and I realized that I need to do it for everybody, not somebody who is famous or who is celebrity only because everybody is a star. Everybody is a shining star. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, how all this numerology, astrology, psychology that I learned from so many years, how they could be implemented in one helpful profession really to help and support people and realize that's what everybody is looking for, love and career. So that's how I started to be actually a relationship specialist with astrological expertise where you find me now. (laughs) And how did you get into astrology in the first place? That was my knowledge of numbers. I'm diplomatic. I'm from the best university of Ukraine, international relationship. That was decision of my parents. Our parents always think they're doing all their best to their kids. <laughs> yeah. And after five years and a half with the highest marks, I put my diploma and I said, thank you, parents. I really appreciate what you did to me, but I refuse to continue their family business. That is my biggest regret until now, but I knew numbers. So I understood that I want to be still you know, some kind cultural and spiritual girl. And I saw myself into broadcasting. Mm. That's how I mixed actually spirituality with numbers. And we came out with astrology. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I started to pick it up so fast. I couldn't even finish my education. And, you know, already clients started to knock my door. I think, oh, maybe that's a sign from the universe. Probably you believe in that too. I do. I do. Um, I was sharing with Irina before we started recording. I myself am a fan of astrology. And 
Part of the reason I'm so excited to have her on the podcast is because if you've been listening, you know that I like to beat my drum about knowing yourself, knowing what you value, knowing what's important to you, knowing your strengths. And it's just another tool that can be used to do that. And so I don't know how I got into it, but I remember from, actually, that's not true. I do know how I got into it. Tell um, me how. <laughs> when, I, when I was younger, I had trouble falling asleep. And my mother was talking to a colleague of hers who told her to get a book called Dalier's Book of Greek Myths. And she would read me Greek mythology every night before I went to bed. And it was only a matter of time before I realized that all the myths were tied to the stars. And then the stars were tied to, you know, it could be tied to personality traits or things like that. And I just always found it to be fascinating. I think it naturally tapped into my um, innate curiosity for knowing myself and, and knowing a little bit more about what makes me tick. Um, so I'm curious, why astrology for you? If you don't mind, I'll make very little comment because it was part of my education about mythology. And I was that kind of kid who couldn't fall asleep until now. <laughs> that kind of kid <laughs> with so many ideas that I can't fall asleep. You yeah, know? yeah. So mythology, it's very connected not only to astrology, mm -hmm. and actually they say what we have in the sky, the mirror is on the earth, like everybody has double personality, black and white, and so on. We're As all above, mirror. so below, right? Yeah. And for example, if you know this Demetra, if you read a little bit, who's always given birth, you know, like Oseus. So Demetra, she corresponds to number three, in tarology, astrology, numerology, and tarology, they're all connected. So numerology, astrology, and the tarot. Tarot. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not talking about tarot reading when I'm reading your future. I don't do that. I don't do cards. I believe it exists. Definitely. I respect it, but it's not my thing. Uh -huh. But from the point of archetypical portrait, which card does correspond to your psychological status to your psychological set of mind. For example, Demetra, it gives all about birth, giving birth to the planet. It could be project, it could be a kid, it could be new idea. So all people who were born in March, that's me, that's why I know from this point of view, it corresponds to this Demetra, you know, and it's always all these things, mythology is very connected. You can always understand the image. And if we go to this, you know, star reading, my belief is after one good decade of working with people that everybody is so unique, so special. Mm -hmm. And you understand that astrology could be, I'm God believer and intuition follower. That's why I always say, mm -hmm. but I do believe that planets influence us since we were born and they create our potential. We can follow it. We can take right or left, plus or minus, and, you know, recreate and rebuild our potential in any possible way. But astrology is such a helpful instrument. Let's say you have a kid 
beautiful little boy you just shared with me thank you because it's so personal thing to share you know and it's going to be one day when he's going to choose his profession or best school to go why don't you see through astrology his potential maybe he's great football player maybe he's a ballet dancer maybe he's an artist maybe he's focused businessman Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. My focus in astrology was always like masterful love and career, your skills, your power. And even if it's your disadvantage, let's call it this way, or when something that brings you down, you can always reverse it and see the strongest part, even of being lazy, because all genius, they come out with great formulas. Being lazy, they say, oh, okay, I don't love this long way, so I'm going to make it shorter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, astrology, if it's interpreted and delivered to you in the right way, that's such a great instrument to study to open your own potential and your meaningful connection with the other people. Yes, I I agree with that. I think in my personal life, a lot of people know that I'm a believer of astrology. And I think there's a lot of doubters out there who say, oh, come on, this isn't real. It's just entertainment. What do you say to those people? I respect their opinion because I was one of them mm. from the beginning. I came from the opposite. My grandma told me, Irina, and she was very religious and very Christian, believe me. It's not that I had super strict education, but I always went to church. So I was that kind of little good girl, you know, following yes. the rules. And even praying all the time, she told me, Irina, you should treat horoscope. And I said, Grandma, you know, it doesn't interest me because I would never believe that all Pisces will fall in love this weekend and all lines going to be hired or all Sagittarius will be disappointed with in, in their partnership, I don't know, next Saturday. So... No, it doesn't work like that. How could we generalize when everybody is so unique? So when I came out with understanding what astrology is, that it's not only your zodiac, that is your sun location, but it's where your moon, so your prototype of your mother, your women's side, your feminine, uh, like feminine side, it's your ascendant that shows how people treat you and see you in this society. And uh, for example, your Mercury, how you do communicate with people, your Venus, how you experience or deliver, excuse me, love, your Mars, how fast you are, or your, I don't know, like your Jupiter, how you pick up knowledge or you are ready for traveling in your life and all. So every planet has a special responsibility. And when you're born, your sun, moon, they have special position, and special speed and all other planets too. I realized you get, since you got here on this planet, on the earth, you got your uh, like astrological passport, let's call it this way. Mm -hmm. And since you know that, you look at this, how this planet correspond and you understand, oh my God, I have potential of this or that. So there is no one like the same person on the planet. Even you and I, let's say we are the same, we are different signs, but let's say we are the same. Or for example, you're Virgo and our producer is Virgo, as I know now, but you're two different personalities because your time of birth is different. Mm-hmm. Your date of birth even could be the same, but time and location where you've been born, so important. It's all algebra and geometry. Mm. That's it. I don't think many people think of 
astrology is math. It is totally math. I don't know. Like there is different like types of astrology. There are different types. I experienced Western one that is totally math. So how do you use math to decide these personality traits? It's totally formula. I calculated it. Let's say you're my client or a guest in my studio. That's hopefully going to happen soon. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I take your data before your exact time of birth. If you don't know it, I can always do rectification for you to find mm -hmm. out, to recalculate it through your important life events, your date of birth, exact time of birth, place of birth, place of living. Because not everybody understands that since you move your houses of horoscopes, horoscope of like 12 fields of the horoscope, they're moving too. Mm. So that's can be helpful in your life because let's say in your place of birth maybe your business wasn't that successful and you were money maker working every day hard and you're like oh my god i don't know i feel so much exhausted or i don't get what i really deserve and after you move to new york and you say what's going on something changed it's just because your jupiter that is planet of money and or your venus went to your field of money making and it's a, oh, now it works. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because it sounds like different geographies, different times, different uh, paths that you may take. You know, you can live in place X one time and then place Y, Y time. All of these different energies you're saying affect us differently and could have different influences and impacts on However, that manifests in our life at any given time. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. So you said that you weren't a believer. No. So what convinced you? Understanding the science. That's what I think that love makes to everyone, to person, <laughs> to, I don't know, some event that is secret event uh, in life or any idea of business. Since you dig it, you understand it. So learn interest, learning understanding, acceptance, and love. Mm -hmm. That's my five stages or five rules in anything. That's what I'm telling on my podcast. Mm -hmm. I decided, okay, why don't I try it? I understood it's not general thing. It's not about zodiac. It's not horoscope. It's astrology. It's a sign. And why people started it in Greece many years ago, where all the mythology came from too. Mm -hmm. So there was a reason. After they stopped it, one day, I asked my, uh, you know, my teacher, actually, and I asked why there is a sin astrology in the church. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know. And he told me, Irina, it's only for those who know how to use it. Mm. Because since you start to be too much into astrology, you cross the border between you and God who created us. If you understand that it's like forecast, you respect it as a weather. Okay, today it's a good day to start business or tomorrow it's not. So understanding of this science made me become believer mm -hmm. and very respectful to it. Yeah. And now I can say, if you're about horoscopes, yes, it's very general things. If you're into astrology and you understand what it that. And you never forget that first of all is high spirit, get your spiritual education, your connection to yourself. 
then do it and use it. Yeah. So it's a tool. Definitely. It's a tool. And like I said at the beginning, it's a tool that can help know yourself. Right. And um, like I said before, we talk a lot about knowing yourself on this podcast. So what types of things can people learn by getting an astrology reading? From character point of view, you can understand your strong side, your weak side. You can understand what is the best place to live for you. Your character totally, actually, you know, your potential skills to build up your career, your hobby, what's going to be the best partner for you and for business and for love, which university you could enter based on those skills. Uh, elective astrology, it's general, it's natal map. If we talk about partnership, it's going to be always sinestrum for love and career. Mm-hmm. how you match with the other person. Elective astrology gives you an opportunity to understand what's going to be the best day for you to start something or to end something. Mm-hmm. Everybody heard of retro Mercury. Oh my God, everybody's Mercury really, retro. Yes. Everybody. Do you want to hear a funny story? Tell me. I did not let my husband propose to me when <laughs> Mercury was in retrograde. And my family gives me such a hard time about it to this day. I know. He had to change his plans. I didn't know it was planned that way, but he did. I know. God bless him. I believe in that. And because you took it seriously, it was man of your life. Why are you going to understanding how retrograde Mercury could be destroyed full for life? Never ever. And we have it like almost three times every year. Those periods, sign papers, start new business do some kind of, you know, like things, proposal or something like that while that period of time, because it's something that's going to end or going to be destroyed. Somehow, it's not even you, it's some, you know, external events could influence that. So what else astrology could give? Elective, I told you, natal, I told you, sinestrum, I told you. And uh, yes, horror astrology, yes or no, you know, I don't really love to do it because I take karma responsibility for those kind of questions. But let's say you can tell me, Irina, I came out with a new idea of podcast and I, you know, like, I really want to know it's going to work or not. So we can do horror astrology to see if it's, does this idea has a potential. And uh, that's great, you know, all these kinds of things that can be very helpful for you. Mm -hmm. So obviously this podcast is really focused on business and careers. And so I'm curious, you know, you say a lot of things, you can know what you're good at, you can know maybe opportunities for growth, you can know where certain locations are that could bring the best out in you. You can learn I mean, when you were talking about Mercury retrograde, don't sign contracts, don't sign paperwork, don't get into new partnerships, things like that. How else can you apply this to a career or a business? I would say for business issues, it's always start of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, employment. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you want to hire somebody and you want to see potential. If this person, you have need somebody like, assistant let's say and you need somebody who's going to be responsible because everybody's coming to the interview i'm the best of the best please take me okay because person who's looking for a job yeah <laughs> or would love to present him or herself in the best way definitely you can feel it energetically but let's say you need somebody to be your assistant today but you have further idea to make this person ceo for example and you want to get retired 
So you need a person, not only trustee, but there is very special qualities who are going to follow you, who are going to be hard worker, who are going to be very precise, like you're a Virgo, you know, like, so you understand you want somebody who's going to be very accurate, very precise, very respectful, very detailed. Oh, yeah. Because you experience that from your own side. Uh, of course, you're going to be very demandful about that, plus trustee and so on and so on and so on person you can rely on so we can see what's going to be the best portrait of your employee potential employee let's say you want number three if you want somebody to become your partner mm. i don't know you find the girl boy whatever and you're i want to do podcast with somebody together yeah. but you want equilibrium you want balance you want to let it grow grow together so even through numerology not on only astrology i can see or how these two powers gonna grow together. If for example, you're strong in marketing and your partner is in finances. Okay, guys, now you match. The other thing, when you have partnership, you understand, like in life, you have to find the way to treat the person. Because let's say you have somebody who's your bookkeeper mm -hmm. and in big companies, sometimes we hire people for brainstorming because you came or somebody else in a bad mood because had a fight with the husband. Mm -hmm. Another person is jealous and irritated. Another is into politics. So how does 10 different people can work out together? Work and together. you're the owner. You want them to make your business grow. So I'm the person, and it's not only my profession, but I represent the profession when we can do brainstorm to find the key to the heart to every person and let's see the way how all these people, so different people can communicate. Yeah, that that's interesting because it sounds very similar to something I do, which is pre-employment assessments. Yeah. Right, so, you know, I do assessments that look at thinking styles and behavioral patterns and interests. And this seems like a little bit more of an esoteric, um, way of getting at similar information, just using an ancient science that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. And, you know, I, I tongue in cheek joke, but I do have a deep seated, deep rooted feeling that things that have stood the test of time, there's a reason why they've stood the test of time. Things like acupuncture, things like astrology, yeah. you know, these would have fizzled out long ago if there wasn't some element of truth behind them. And so I, I'm really curious about your personal story too, because everything that we're talking about here with astrology and how to apply it to the workplace, helping teams work more cohesively, understanding your colleagues, understanding yourself so that you can choose careers that align with your values, uh, your strengths, your skills, et cetera. When you're talking about your personal story, so much of this, including the astrology, goes back to identity. Yeah. And you shared that, you know, at the end of university, you said, thank you, parents. I appreciate this, but I'm not going into the family business. <laughs> I'm going and forging my own path, which yeah. is a very difficult thing to do. You've shared with me before that you've had a pen name. Yes, I did. Right? <laughs> And so this theme of, of identity is very present. And I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about that and how that's influenced your journey. Definitely. If you don't mind, I just make before that journey a little uh, sip of water. Of course, of course. 
Thank you, Jacqueline, so much. Actually, thank you for asking. I tell you honestly, it was very difficult to say bye to Erin Lentigini. <laughs> <laughs> that was my good shade of protection from the society for good 12 years. So that was officially registered brand, my pen name, under which I created two companies, <laughs> got so many educational certificates, believe me or not, and uh, had few websites <laughs> <laughs> and uh, published four books. Oh, wow. In my native language, yes. Maybe I didn't accept myself by that time because I think self-acceptance is a key to real you. Yeah. And everything you beautiful, actually, you can experience in life. I, by that time, my family name was known and I didn't want to be associated with my parents. Mm. It's not that uh, I was daughter of president, not at all, but there were people who knew my parents in industry. So I wanted always to show I did by myself. I did by myself, you yes. know, I, and uh, I'm not father's daughter or something like that. I don't want to be associated. I have chosen different profession. They said, okay, of course, I didn't realize their dream to continue a family business. And... Um, I started to deal with this. So I started in Italy and everybody, because I have these freckles, called me lentigini, lentigini, lentigini in Italian. That is translated so. And I came back and I said, mom, I came out with a beautiful idea. I want to publish a book. It was already by that time about love, uh -huh. but it was totally novel with no, uh, you know, expertise. So it just was 23 years old girl. Uh, who experienced your divorce and she was so much into love and she was dreaming about her destiny. And uh, I described story. It wasn't like 100% my biography or something like that. I pick up little things that hurt me as a woman and I wanted to understand it psychologically. So, you know, I created a beautiful story, including poetry, and I shared that and it was very supported in my motherland, you know, because oh, so wow. many women said, oh my God, I dreamt about that Mr. Mr. So Destiny too. It was a, it was a fiction book. It was yeah. a novel. Yeah, it was novel. So after that, I started to, I, I pick up that psychological tones and I started to uh, write more and more about a psychological literature, you know, long and shorter novels. So, and my Irene Lantigini, it was my way to stay away from being myself mm. and it was my way to stay away to be associated with my family i came from italy you know we're from post-soviet space somehow we suffer being ourselves that's mm -hmm. in our blood what is from uh foreign countries we take it we buy it it could be like oh dior we love it what is ukrainian production uh we didn't accept it now i'm so proud it's suffering what is happening there. Mm. But we are proud to be Ukrainians. Mm. We are proud to have our brands in fashion, in career, in everything. You know, our authors are great known. Our sportsmen are known. Finally, we got that pride. Uh, and, you know, like after 12 years of being somebody else, Irene Lentigini, it sounded so good, you know, like, and I did even some accessories under that name. I had channeled Chile Live by Irene Lentigini, like energy from Irene Lentigini. Everything was beautiful and nice. And I meet my partner in mm -hmm. life and in love. And he tells me, Irene, you're multi-talented. What's your focus now? I said, I'm into relationship. 
And I decided that's going to be my focus for the rest of my life. Life will show, but yeah. that's what I feel now. And he told me, are you sure that you are really the genie? For me, you are my arena. Yeah. You're arena Kutsenko. That's what I love. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, really? So I didn't hear it from my parents. And, you know, you he took all that, <laughs> I don't know, everything that was not necessary. And I feel so good now being Irina Kutsenko. The only th one thing when you get into my website <laughs> is <laughs> half of my certificate. <laughs> and I have maybe 10 or 15 of those. It's Irina Kutsenko and Irina Tijini. And people, what's that? <laughs> I was like, and now my book is Irina Kutsenko. Now everything is Irina Kutsenko. Now it's real me. Yeah, And, uh, you know, even working with people, you can't afford yourself being not yourself. Yeah. You should be honest. You should be true. That That's so interesting. And I think it's a very big and specific example of people hiding themselves yeah. for whatever reasons. And, and people have good reasons to do that, right? You, you mentioned the term before, you were a good girl doing everything that you were supposed to growing yeah. up. I was a good girl doing everything I was supposed to growing up. So I understand that. Um, and I think a lot of people do. And, you know, you became a different person, right? You had a whole different name. You got certifications under a different name. You wrote books under a different name. You had professions under a different name. And it took you a while, it sounds, to shed that identity and really feel comfortable being yourself. And I think there's something so profound in that because if I'm going to get a little philosophical for a second, I would say that we're all on this journey of becoming more ourselves. And in my coaching practice, and I would say in particular career coaching, so many people come to me and say, I just don't know what I want. I just don't know what's next for me. I feel like I've been on autopilot and I've gotten to this place and I just don't know where to go from here. And in, in a way, that's very much so a journey of knowing yourself and figuring out what fits and being more comfortable being inevitably and inherently yourself. And I think that's the journey I've been on. I think that's the journey you've obviously been on. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's really difficult to do. I know one thing, when you're not yourself, it could be name, it could be image, it could be behavior, appearance or whatever. When we are changing ourselves, it's going to be a huge payment. Now, you know, how much does it take for me to change website? All my social media, all my book writing, all my articles, this, that. Oh my God, iCloud, guys, yeah. are you kidding me? All these emails and I'm paying with my time because I gave another 12 years of being not myself. And you, oh, yes, I feel so free. So that's what I wish to everyone to be free and to be yourself because otherwise you're going to pay with something. But yeah, that's great imagery. Nothing is free. Oh no. And so if you, even if it's a smaller, you know, maybe not using a pen name, but maybe if it's something smaller, like ignoring something that's really important to you, definitely, it will wear on you eventually. Either you pay in time, like what you said you're experiencing, having to change everything from your old yeah. name to your real name, yeah. right? Or you pay in stress 
you pay in burnout, you pay in a lack of a satisfaction or fulfillment, you pay in confusion. And the stuff you pay in doesn't necessarily feel good. Definitely. Yeah. So Irina, as we wind, or Irina, sorry. As, okay. <laughs> as we wind down, I like to fire two questions to my guests. Does that work? Oh, of course. Perfect. The first is what advice would you have for someone who, and we've talked a lot about identity, yeah. is struggling with really understanding what's important to them and who they are? In love, career, in life, in anything. Anything. If you're struggling to understand, there are two ways. First of all, you can go and address somebody you trust. Mm -hmm. Let's say, ask your mother. It's very coaching technique. Like, mom, you know me better. You know me since childhood. How do you see myself? How do you see my power side? You can ask your friends. You can ask specialists. That mm -hmm. is different category of the people who can open up your birth potential. Coaches, psychologists, numerologists, astrologers, any kind of helping profession you can choose. Otherwise, if you don't want to believe to no one who knows you, who observes you from the side, you can just try everything. <laughs> that is a way. That is a way. Yeah. You can dance. That's why kids, they go to different activities until they come back to you and say, you know, mom, I tried swimming. I tried tennis. I tried everything. And you know what? Now I understood I want professionally to ride a bicycle. That's my powerful side. I have strong legs, legs and I want to develop that skill. Or I want to run and I want to make it big. Like I want to run 50 states. Like Forrest Gump, for example, you know, so <laughs> that's it. Always listen to your intuition. And if your intuition doesn't give you an answer and you can liberate your mind from this million prisons that pressure and society gives you. In school, we are taught what to do in the university by our relatives and parents, friends. Everybody has an advice. Give advice only if you're asked for. So, yes. Give advice only if you're asked for it. <laughs> I know I've fallen victim to that. I know a lot of people who do. I read a very good book um, and it talks all about your inner advice monster and having to tame your advice monster. So I, ha I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head. I wish I could, but that, but that sounds great. Interview people who know you really well. So that you can understand their it's perspective. Very, very practical advice, yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, another thing, psychosomatic, listen to your body. Mm. If it rejects any kind of activity, you come back from work that you tried already and you're exhausted, not your way. Yeah, yeah. All right, next question. Of course. What do you know now that you wish you knew back then? Be myself. It would be easier. I tried become very systematic and believe me i'm <laughs> not last minute girl but i'm very spontaneous and that was my most beautiful side people love me the way i was i was like oh today i do this and tomorrow i fly to new york yeah trying to be coached to be motivated i became very systematic and they killed my connection to god for a while mm. now i come back to myself and I have dreams that come true. And I see so many signs of the universe. And instead, 
wait and everything gonna happen in the best way be connected to yourself real deal <laughs> so know yourself and then be yourself and accept yourself and accept yourself this is the most important and the hardest part hardest that's job that never ends. <laughs> yes, that is the ongoing job that never ends. Well, Irina, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a great conversation. And thank you so much to all of our listeners for joining us on another episode of Worked Up. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays. As always, we have exciting guests. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave reviews. And please connect with us on Instagram at Jacqueline Beck Consulting on our website, www.jacquelinebeckconsulting.com or email us at info at jacquelinebeckconsulting.com. And that's Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N. See you next time. Bye.